spoken maybe. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I have walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Andy Ann's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional materials. You wake up one morning after not reading a book since your school days and you decide to be a writer. With no good or bad writing to compare against your own, you just know how to write and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Hell, maybe they're jealous of your natural ability to craft the masterpiece. After all, most people need to learn through a combination of books, courses, critical feedback and workshops. Not you though. It's not their fault. They don't realise your natural talent, but they soon will. How to Write Wrong is the new book by Amanda Steele. The book, which is an interactive story, gives the reader multiple options throughout its story. The book can be purchased from Amazon. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label all one word, spoken label dot bandcamp.com. On the bandcamp it is set as pay what you want, so you are entitled if you wish you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running plots for the podcast. Enjoy. Spoken label. Hi guys, Andy N, back in the house again for Spoken Able on Zoom. And I've got another gentleman on the phone here before as well. Met this gentleman, when was it back? About three weeks ago, was that not you, was it? Three weeks ago in uh, a Zoom room somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Um, for one of my good friends, Randy Horton, and his night writing release. And this shows you, because Mark here, where you should let me do some in a moment, is a prime example when, when you do these sort of poetry nights, you never know what you're going to end up with. Who's going to be there? And in Mark's case here, I hadn't met him before, and I ended up dropping Randy a message on Zoom saying, Man, Randy, who's this guy? Mark is brilliant. Kind of only get him on a spoken label. And Mark, you wouldn't know this. Randy turned around and said to me, I haven't a clue. I'll get his, I'll get him to email you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wandered in. <laughs> Randomly wandered in, definitely. So, Mark, seriously. Introduce yourself to everybody, mate. Tell them who you are, where you're from, and what starts you off in your creativity. We'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Mark Rogers. I, I live in a small town called Oundle, which is about 10 miles south of Peterborough. So, so I was well off patch when I wandered into... Uh... <laughs> yeah, just a little bit away from Mark. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, as with all these events, I found I found the the room really really welcoming. 
I think uh, I think whenever you go to one of these open mic events, everyone there is is very supportive. We're all as scared as each other, okay. and uh, and are always very welcoming and supportive. Um, I, uh, I I started writing, I guess, about three years ago, but but just just for my own pleasure or sanity i suppose i was, I was just <laughs> writing stuff there's a, good, there's a good story about that you know you told me that off mic last week when we first got chat up chat, chat, chatting tell people tell people about this because it just goes like an accident really wasn't it you, you started writing on well, public yeah transport. I, yeah i was spending a lot of time on trains um either going into london or or, or heading north uh, with, with, with my work that is um so i was spending a lot of time on trains and and I, you know, the first hour I'd be busy doing work, and then as as the time progressed, um, I, I was sort of gazing out the window or looking around the room, and and I, I find for for me to be able to write something, I, I need I need to be able to earwig someone else's conversation and just pick up on a word or a phrase that they say, or or I. I go through Doncaster Station and there's a pirate stood on this platform. And, <laughs> it, and it's, that, it's that sort of stuff, really, which, which really sort of sparks me. I, I, I can't... I find it very difficult to deliberately sit down and, and say, I'm, I'm going to write something today that's going to be terribly important. Um, my, my, my stuff tends to be nonsense. And and that the spark is seeing something around me, I suppose. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So 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 that's how I started writing, and then and then I I post it onto onto Facebook. So and it would usually start so on the seven fourteen to somewhere, and then and then continue from there. And and I, I just noticed that I, I started getting reactions, or people would. Start Stop me in the street and say, "Oh, you're on the 714 to somewhere the other day." <laughs> so it, it started like that, really, just bumbling into stuff. <laughs> I think a usual case, like you haven't you, you, you to approach you, you know, been a writer. You, you start when you're very young, or you're, or you're like I did, or and then in your case, yours the opposite extreme. You just, you just kind of just picked up him and you got into it slightly mature, mature years, didn't you? So and just came out of norm like nowhere, didn't it? So did you do yeah, that, that, when you were a child? That was, very, that was very gentle of you referring to me in my my more mature years. Thank you for that. I've just written that down. Um. <laughs> well, I think I, I think we're about the same age, but I'm not I've never asked gentleman's age, right? So <laughs> that's why. But oh I'll make you laugh, Mark, and I'm off track in a minute. Um my nephew contacted me the other day and I don't mind people knowing this about through Facebook. Um, my nephew's just turned he's eleven and a half. And he contacted me the other day. I say, Uncle Andy, can you have a look at this poem I've wrote? I've got to do this for a school project. And then I looked at it and I thought, oh my God, he thought he's better than I was at that age. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then I had to ring my sister up and tell my sister, you haven't shown and told my sister, his mum. And I had to tell her basically, um, I think Jack's going to be, you've got another writer in the family coming, Louise. And then Louise says, oh God, I'm fed up you writing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, it's quite it's about you, this Mark. Anyway, mate, so obviously then I know obviously you do been writing all this stuff on the train, but then you went into open mics, didn't you? Can you tell me that um, you went you yeah, always like right. stumbling open mic as well, didn't you? 
Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of stumbling and bumbling about, really. That uh, sort of sums up my, my life, I think. Uh, so, so yeah, I've, so, so I've been writing for a, for a year or so, but, but I had no idea that you could go to a pub on a Wednesday night and stand up and read stuff out loud. Um, and until I went to, there was, uh, I think it was a, a pub called The Charters in, in Peterborough, um, which, I, which I walked into and they were having a, an open mic um, spoken word event. Um, so, so I just sat at the back and, and watched. Um, and then because, because of the, the friendly nature of the audience and because the, the mix of the performers were either very talented, pretty bloody awful or completely bonkers, then I thought, well, <laughs> I, I can't do any worse. So I went back a couple of weeks later and had to go myself. <laughs> oh, what was what was that first experience like for you then? To tell people about it, was it was it quite um, nerve wracking for you? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I, I I always tend to think because I know a few people who who act say, um, but but I always get the impression that actually being a bit nervous isn't necessarily a bad thing, no, which, which is also why I like, I like going to different events. You know, I, 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 if it gets a bit comfy, then, then I think it, it loses some of the edge for me. So, so I, th I think it's, I think it's great to be able to, I don't know, I was in Brighton a few weeks ago and went to, went to a, an event there at a pub. And and that and that was quite scary because it's it was well established. Group. Oh, which which night was it in Brighton? I know it was the um, I think it was called the Beehive. I think it is uh, the Beehive. Uh, yeah, I've um, heard of it. So well established. Turns out most of it was music, um, and then and then I was invited up to do to do some. Well, I, 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 I struggle to call my, my stuff poetry. I always think I'm a bit of a fraud, really. I, 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 like to think, I, I like to think the language is poetic, but it's not really, it's not really poetry. It's more... I, I, they, they, they tend to be small stories. So I, 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 call, them my, uh, I call them my little vinaigrettes. Vinaigrettes, I like that. They're sour little tales. <laughs> no, I like that. I know when I heard you at Randy's, I thought of the partners with Amanda who's not here today. Amanda Turner said to me, you've got to get what's spoken label. You just had this pieces of so engaging by completely. Have you found that over the past three years, have they developed a lot then, have you? Or, or your basics always said the same for you? Yeah, I suppose so. You know, I've, I've, got, I've got my my influences i suppose and and uh writers that i like so 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 ivor cutler is someone oh, I, I, I aspire to love yeah, ivor um, did, did you ever see him alive when he was alive uh no unfortunately i, I used to hear i used to hear him a lot so sort of late 70s john peel picked up on yeah. him and he was on john peel's show a lot i've got i've got a few of his books and i've seen seen videos but I, I was never in the same room but yeah. but yeah just a strict one-off that guy <laughs> it really was incredible like, incredible yes. presence of stage i've got a, i was a few years few years later knew that by so i got heard of john peel as well and i've got a fairly big collection of his john peel sessions now so it's just 
if it, like he's been dead what 15 years now is it a few years, yeah, got a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we still, it, 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 I think, some of his early sessions of the late sixties, and they still stood the test of time well, because just because the quirkiness really of himself. I ju- yeah, I just love his. Like, I've I've got one of his books on my shelf here. I, ju- I just love it. So he's, he's saying uh, this. This is from uh, Life in a Scotch Sitting Room. Oh, I love that series. The sky grew black and white. The wind blew under the door. Let's go for a walk, said father. We rose slowly from our positions towards the door. The door locked tight. We set off in a straggly line, hugging the wall to escape the worst effects of the fresh air. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, he's just mad, mad, mad. It's just, you, think, you, think you see writers like that, they really are just one generation, aren't they? That's why it's like it's just incredible. So, who else do you like reading them? Do you have any, do you have any, do you have any other favourites? Yeah, I, I I read Lewis Carroll for Alice in Wonderland a lot, and then and then I, I think in terms of fiction, um, I, I like a lot of sort of fifties, sixties American literature. So John Steinbeck and William Maxwell, uh, just yeah, yeah. just the, the descriptive stuff, I think, is extraordinary and. And yeah, now Cormac McCarthy sort of follows on in that trend. Yeah, I read a couple of Cormac McCarthy ones, and I, I, I grew up reading a lot of Steinbeck ones. Some of them were easier to read than others, that's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can remember reading the great time to read the great time. Rath was a school, oh, it hit my head in that book. <laughs> I loved reading the Peace uh, Pony stories and a lot of Mice and Men, but all oh, great Rath seemed like it went on forever. That book to me, too. Oh, yeah, 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 it's an epic. But, um, but yeah, so has it has it changed? I, I think it has changed. Yeah. So so um, the, the the first collection I did was called So Fifty. That was a a book I published through Lulu, um, and that's that's very much nonsense and daft. Um, and and now I'm just putting a second collection together, um, which and it, it is it is noticeable. I, I think that, that there's some sort of darker elements in it, and uh, and perhaps the tone has, has changed. And, and I, I, I guess I'm, I'm more. The more I do, same as anything. The more I do it, the, the more sort of confident I feel about language. I guess. Yeah, I think so. So it's, it's an actual progression. So, so like, it's when did your first book come out? Was it? Was it last year? Or was it the year before? Was it? Uh, last last July. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not doing too bad to get the second book together so quick because I know I did my first two books with a five year gap between the pair of them. <laughs> That's why it took me forever to do that second book. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's any good. I'm just saying I've got enough to do a second book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. What are you doing? Are you going to do that through Lulu again then? Directly, are you? Are you yeah, sure I think yet? so. Yeah, yeah, it's quite, uh, it's quite an interesting service. Um, a, cu- a couple of the local bookshops have, have stopped so 50 as well. Oh, so um, so. you've done okay then, aren't you? So, managed to do. Yeah. I think when you talk local books, though, you can use them. Some of them will take a lot of local writers' books in there sometimes, too. Well. So, I mean, the fun starts when you try to go to Waterstones and things like that, basically. Isn't it? That's oh, where yeah. the fun starts. <laughs> definitely. Now, obviously, like, since we got into lockdown, I know you've been, you've been telling me already that you've been going to various open mics from Zoom, haven't you? Tell people about the American one that you went on to in Nashville. This is a great yeah, story. You told I, me this the other day, this. 
I, th I think uh, a, a really interesting aspect of this whole thing where we've all been locked in our houses is, is how, uh, so, so, you know, you and I now can't go to the pub on a Wednesday and do an open night. Um, but all, all of a sudden, this whole sort of industry of Zoom open mic events seems to have sprang up. And there's, there's probably at least two a week taking place and uh I, i've just scanned around and that's how i found the one that randall manages yeah. um i was in i was in hexham a couple of nights wow. ago wow. um and then i thought wouldn't it be interesting to see you know outside of the uk what else is on so so i searched for um spoken word events in the us and and again i mean there are a lot but a lot of them tend to be in the evening locally. So that makes it sort of early hours here, of course, if it's nine o'clock in New York. Um, but, uh, but I found this one in, in Nashville, which takes place at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon locally, which is nine o'clock here. So, so yeah. Um, so I contacted Amy, who runs uh, Gestalt, uh, poetry and uh, and again that thing about being very welcoming she 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 invited me in so so yeah I think now four weeks ago I was sat in someone's garden in Nashville <laughs> fantastic I respect you for that one that's absolutely brilliant that one <laughs> but it does that's the one thing good people think of Zoom yeah obviously obviously we went to lockdown like it's probably like me only a couple months ago you probably hadn't even heard of Zoom I'd heard of it in passing just before lockdown, but I knew of it. I never got used it once so it helps me out somewhere. But I'm on it all the time, like we are today. We're doing a couple of sessions a week. I'm always doing like poetry gigs, running workshops, all kinds of things. So <laughs> that's why. So yeah, yeah, experience. I think there are some some firms and businesses that have done terribly well out of lockdown so zoom I mean, amongst them oh yeah some of the betting companies um and uh but yeah that, that, that that's certainly been uh one of the interesting benefits for me of the uh this covid world uh that all of a sudden i found all of these new new people who who share my, my enthusiasm for for spoken word events. So, oh, so yeah. great stuff, Do you have any idea? Are you going to you're going to keep trying to look for new nights all the time at the moment, are you? Or have you, have you started running out running out nights you can find now? Are you going to start doing circles more? You're not sure yet. Um, well, that, yeah, that's quite interesting because it it's it's almost at the stage now where where the novelty is is fading away <laughs> because there's two or three events every week then then it's it's almost becoming the norm whereas previously perhaps they've been quite difficult to find and and it's like a little secret community <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh but but no I, I i i i still enjoy doing them and um I, i'm i'm actually going to an event tonight in, oh. uh, in stamford so uh, that's going to be a socially distanced uh, outdoor open mic event tonight. 
Um, so, so that would be interesting to see see some of those faces that I haven't seen for whatever it is now three months oh, apart from on Zoom. Um, no, good stuff, good stuff. Because I know it's um, looks like obviously the night I'm running at the moment, Jim. I don't talk about I'm running one on the Stretford, and it looks like we're if all goes to well, plan, we'll be back in September in person. So I think it's. Oh, great. So I think you're going to find, depending on how things go, with a lot of venues and stuff, they're going to want to start getting like these one nights back on again probably the next couple of months. Around. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. That, that's why. But a lot of it, like I said, it's just, I think a lot of it depends on lots of ways to see now, basically, isn't it? That's why. So we just a lot of we just don't know what's going to happen from week to week at the moment. So that's well, why no, yeah, yeah. Good, stuff. good luck if you're going to try and predict what'll happen in, the, in four weeks' time. Oh, blimey, yeah, no. Just been reading about cricket before, actually. That cricket isn't allowed on in the new regulations now. <laughs> That's due out shortly. If anyone was one time stamping this, you can work that one out. Boris Johnson went online today to tell it cricket's not going to be allowed in the new regulations in July. So, <laughs> which. Wow, crazy. No, my pubs will be open soon. Oh, blimey. I don't drink, don't you? I don't drink, so. <laughs> I'm diabetic, I'm not really allowed to drink, so. But it's been. <laughs> My case is lovely because on the lace of the cricket ground, there's a little non-league cricket ground at the back of me, and you can easily go and sit and disappear around there for an hour or two in the afternoon and nobody's around there. <laughs> sitting the park, sitting the bench there, and just pull the book out and write all that nature and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I know. What we should have asked you before, Mark, was obviously in relation to your writing, if people are wondering about your writing, is there a sort of regular current themes a crop up in your writing, is it? Um... I, I, I guess, I, I guess there is. Um, so, so I'm often, I'm often sat on the sat on the stoop, as I refer to it, sat on the back step, with with the cat. I, I often have a chat with the cat. So, uh, so, so that that features quite regularly. Um, I tend to write about smoking a fag quite a lot as well. <laughs> Yeah, as you do, as you, as you do, as you meant not to do on trains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but um, but no, I, 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 I apart from that, I I hope it's it's varied, and as I say, I I, I don't really sit down with a plan. I'll 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 see something or I'll hear something, and it tends to just fall out from there really I, I i you know i'm not in any way academic about this i don't sit down and plan the lines out in advance um i i tend to write almost in it on impulse and then perhaps i'll revisit it and and edit it and but but i don't uh, i've never planned something out in it in advance or on paper yeah so so it's so so it's impulsive and i actually quite quite like that about it that i don't know where it's going either <laughs> it's a good way of doing it sometimes that because i know like it sometimes i write pick and start going the piece i can have like the first line in my head and i'm just saying right i've no idea where this is going i'll just go with the flow but then then the fun starts and i'm rewriting and i think weeks sometimes so yeah <laughs> it is what it is isn't it so <laughs> right okay well that's pretty all my question i've got to ask you today mark anyway so if people want to find out more about you where would the best going 
Um, so, uh, well, I have a Facebook page. Um, so um, I don't know how you'd uh, identify that, though, apart from my name, which is Mark Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. Um, and um, you'll see there's a photograph of me, I think, riding uh, a carousel horse. So, so, so that, that, that'll be me. Um, <laughs> otherwise, um, uh, on my email, which is markrogers462 at btinternet.com. Now, of course, as well, you've also got your page and your book on Lulu as well, haven't you? If people want to track Lulu.com. Lulu.com yeah. Lulu. Yeah. Lulu. as well. So and I'll make sure I put that up as a link in for you definitely as well. So I'll attempt to, okay, find, great. I'll attempt to find your Facebook page later when the internet is working on being... Um, I'm there, it's just gone very, very slow. So, this <laughs> which is typical. So, no, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link to that, Andy, for the yeah, Facebook yeah. page so you, so you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you can, these if it's just gone very slow temporarily, that'd be perfect. And um, what we're going to do is, I think you're going to read a few poems out for us today as well, Mark, aren't you? In the second half, yeah, so that's PCs. okay. Yeah, yeah, love you too, love you too. So, what we'll then do is, well, let what we're doing, guys, we'll take a quick break, let Mark get himself sorted out. I'll just see you in a minute. Thanks again, Mark. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. See you in a Spoggle, Hi, guys. Okie dokie. Straight on to Mark. Got four pieces for today. Over to you, my friend. Thank you, Andy. Um, I have a bit of a problem when I introduce my, uh, my poetry because they're all called the same thing, which is so... So, that, so that, that probably doesn't that probably doesn't help very much when you're trying to find them in an index. But um, oh, I've, I've, I've interviewed somebody from down south. I'm not going to say who it was who did something very similar, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's so, another day. That <laughs> but, but, you, but you'll you'll pick up fairly quickly that the first word, word first word every time is so, um, which I think I just think it's a uh, an interesting and complex very short word so the first one so we called it the chateau though it was hardly that lacking the moated glory the fairy tale towers the ornate garden the mirrored halls it was sub magnifique the chateau failed chateau qualification yet it remained the chateau to us this crumbling wreck the failed plumbing, the sieve roof, flaking grandeur. We would catch the bus from Metz, then singing, cycle the remaining few kilometres, lavender surrounded, kissing the still air. The house would loom up the edge of Verdon Forest. Be careful out there, he'd warn, if ever we set out with shooters, hunting boar for supper. Unexploded ordnance, careful where you tread. And we'd laugh off his familiar caution, but know the threat real. We'd sometimes see the clearance team digging out some aged yet lethal bomb from the undergrowth. Verdon, still caressing the death mongers of the world's finest war. Arsenic, toxic, bloody, wicked. And we'd read evidence in the outbuildings, seemingly utilised to store the wounded, those pieced together and schnitzered from the front. Graffitied messages home, scrawled 
knife marked on the walls. Bientot à la maison, ma chère. Gloria Dieu. Pardon nous, non pêche. Those poor boys living out their remaining days, far from home, aching to die in a barn. Hedonistus played little Dew. We were vaguely aware, but more intent on the scummy pool, the endless wine, the barely sleeping, the pill-driven dance-drenched nights, poor ball sizzling over the fire pit, the naked abandonment, oh my, the sex. And he sat in his chair beneath the apple trees, mildly amused, soaking in our pleasure, voyeur content. How we loved him, his stench alluring. Lost mornings, quiet afternoons, reading, waiting, dozing, sunburnt, swimming, drinking, wasting, nothing, endless sun-filled days. Sometimes we would see him out by the gate, chatting cheerfully with a distant neighbour, a random stranger, or collecting bread delivered from the village by Nico. Come in, Nico, we would bellow, but he would simply hold up a hand, thanking us for the invitation. Je dois refuser, he'd smile, then cycle on, loaves to provide. And our host, bread-laden, would turn and do his stumbling walk back towards Nidias, chicks in the nest. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff, mate, indeed. Really, really evocative, that, indeed. Great stuff, mate. So I love the fact that you told me that each piece is called Soul. It's just got, you're right, it's got, you get so much depth from the East with the way you use it, so great idea, right? Oh, I love, I love that word. If you have a look in a good dictionary, the explanation is about three yards long. <laughs> I like it. Great one, mate. Okay, straight on to number two then, right, Robert? <laughs> sure. So, the boy often sat at his grandpop's feet as the old man busied himself with pencil and paper. They sit now beneath the only apple tree in the old man's garden, it protecting them from the worst effects of a harsh midday sun. I first discovered I could draw a perfect circle when I was a little older than you, he says to the boy at his feet. And with elderly hand, he passes a newly drawn circle to his grandson, who dutifully places that with the others. That's 12 this morning, Grandpops, confirms the little fella. And the old man nods once, twice, three times, as he considers one more pre-lunch. Deep in thought, he tap, tap, taps his pencil, a 4B graphite, Palomino Blackwing 602, one of a box set provided as a gift by his friend Carol last spring for your birthday she said kissing his head he'd heard she didn't make it through the bitter winter and now he misses her company her shy caress he pushes out a sheet of blinding white strathmore stretches it out across his drawing table relishes the smoothness places a palm down against the cool crisp white 
and stares up at the ceaseless sun, it penetrating the apple-heavy canopy. We could have fish, Grandpops, says the boy. I brought sardines with me, fresh from the harbour, straight from the nets, like he told me. And the old man, unflinching, casts his pencil, forming a perfect circle. Wow, that's really popular, that. Well, do you mind when you write some of these pieces? You must have some fairly hefty train time records in your journey to get the depth of these pieces. <laughs> Well, I was in that second one, I thought that that took me ages to write. Like, I'm very, very slow writing stuff. But do you find that you, yeah. do, you don't know where they're going? Did, did they come quite quick like that? Did they all be quite Yeah, that's quite an interesting question, actually. I, I, because, as I say, you know, I, I'm not, I don't approach this academically and I, I don't have any literature background particularly um but but yeah they, they they tend to be impulsive and accidental and just dollop out of me well that's that's and good right it's good writing all... that well done because then it's natural it comes out your case when i'm hearing you read them out they're really hot incredibly well wrote but well like it's you can feel natural that's good writing so <laughs> great stuff man so okay hmm. Do you want yeah. to give us your purple? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I was able to follow his trail by the dried leaves he left in his wake. Leading from the elevator, the crispy gold fragments lay discarded on the lush lime carpet, a feast of colour for any tracker's eye. Why autumnal leaves fell from him, no one knew. I inquired at the inquiry desk, but they were without inquirement knowledge. What's a poor boy to do when answers are required, I pleaded with some bloke under his important hat. I cannot satisfy your need, he confesses beneath his shiny brim. I note upon returning to and then vacating the lift, floor seven, that the leaves are arboretum style, not from one common tree. I note ash, oak, Eunice, birch, amongst others, as I followed them back to his room, 721. I listen at the door to his sobby sobs. Why, he wails, why am I accursed in this leafy way? His sorrow slumps into the floor, then he holds his stupid head. A flurry of leaf scuttle from beneath the door and settle at my feet. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. No, really. Love the end of that one there. Taking really stuff like so. I think I owe that one to Ivor Cutler, really. That's uh... Yeah, I got that. I, I, that was the first one of the three, and I thought definitely felt the Ivor Cutler homage, definitely more than the other two. But no, the other two were good pieces as well. So, okay. Do you want to give us your last piece then? The big finale. Yeah, sure. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we had some drum kit, I've had a drum kit here, right? Okay, so, so you know the first word, so audience participation, then do join in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it was the shock that afterwards people spoke about. In clusters, palm to cheek, they speculated. So many long days, sun drenched, only wispy cloud disturbing an otherwise perfect sky. 
a sky that had done little set bounce the call of distant bells from surrounding churches scattered through village and hamlet spires aimed at the infinite some folks getting wed they would confirm then close eyes to garden doze one two three someone would say bong counting away the day it's three o'clock three more hours and i could have a glass of something they might self-mumble before submitting to an afternoon nap and the sunshine would tuck them in and hold their hand till they slept again neath a perfect sky a perfect sky and the bird song was deafening never before did they stop to listen some chaffinch thrush robin praising life sat on the stoop start of day a myriad of birds chorus their welcome their own peculiar song the blackbird frontlining a sinatra call the woodlark wait could that be a nightingale and then cuckoo 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 echoing beyond mocking some frantic mother this leisurely life enforced and aimless daring not to leave their confines the elderly quivering at net curtains a feared a feared terrified they whispered at last and then it came with an unearthly roar and the shock set in is it a bird is it a superman no said another pointing it's a plane and he was right and they woke from their slumber and stood in their garden patio balcony patch of scrub someone else's shoulder the whispering grass and stared at the perfect sky and the plane 747 its scar above their heads southeasterly it drove its snail-like trail showing all where it had been and the birds they fell silently to earth a plane some said it's too low said others and panic set in shocked at previous norms it's too low may clip my chimney many exclaimed and they wept at the thought of their plundered peace and raised homes and yet the plane Burtled on south and east, south and east. Fantastic. What a great way of finishing that one, Mark. Really exciting. No, you've got really got some of that right there. Fantastic. So I've really enjoyed them and I'm looking forward to playing them back later on. So definitely I'm definitely I'll definitely recommend anyone picking your book up after hearing that one. After hearing them. Great stuff, mate. So thank you, Andy. That's very kind. Yeah. Hang around a quick word off mic. Thank you again. It's been a really good pleasure today. I really enjoyed hearing those pieces. They've been, been fantastic. That's all I can write. I can not, not like and not like that. So brilliant. Thank you. Hang around here. Quit with your mic. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay sane. It's Andy. See you all soon. Take care. Bye. Spoken, mate.